Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This season of the Collective Wisdom Podcast is brought to you by Between Tracks Media Productions. Chris Hall Franzkoviak set up Between Tracks with a mission to make the process of setting up and producing a podcast as easy and pain-free as possible. He does all that and more with his super organized system for file sharing, his tips and advice on everything from which equipment to buy to how to get the best sound quality. The service at Between Tracks is amazingly professional, reasonably priced, and above all, Chris is just a really nice guy to work with. I think it's fair to say that without his help, there wouldn't be a Collective Wisdom podcast. Wisdom, as we all know, is about understanding your own limitations, and mine on the technical side were pretty high. As ever, there's a link in the show notes for his website and contact details. Thanks so much to Chris at BetweenTracks.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 10, which is the final episode of this series of the Collective Wisdom podcast. I can't tell you how I just can't believe I've done a whole season. Woohoo! And I am so, so grateful to everyone who has reached out and just sent some of the nicest messages of encouragement and support. It's been, oh, really, really, yeah, I'm tearing up now. It's just been an amazing experience and yeah, I can't wait to get started on season two. But before we do that, let's round this season off. So I'll be ending where I began all this with Bernadette Jiwa, who was an amazing friend and mentor. And she was the person whose lovely soft Irish accent you heard interviewing me right there in episode one. So at the same time, we also recorded episode 10. And it's really funny going all the way back to that recording now and seeing that progress. Bernadette's an amazing guest. She's got so much to share. We talked about oh, you two, Bono and his, his great stories. I'm hoping to have him on the podcast at some point. And she had such a lovely story to share around, yeah, not limiting yourself to other people's expectations and beliefs around what you can achieve. She came to writing relatively late in life. She only wrote her first book when she was 40. And she now has, oh, I think at least 10 bestsellers on the Amazon list. So it just goes to show that if you've got that conviction and motivation, if you can find it in yourself to just take that first step, it's amazing where it will lead. Just incredible. I can't wait to share her stories with you. So with that, I'll hand you over to Bernadette and say one last huge thank you for taking the time to listen in. You're going to love this episode and I look forward to seeing you back here in season two. So my guest today is one of life's real gems. When I think of wise people, Bernadette Dewar immediately springs to mind. She's the author of nine best-selling books on the craft of marketing, including Make Your Ideas Matter, Hunch, Difference, 
Marketing a Love Story, and her latest masterpiece, Story Driven, You Don't Need to Compete When You Know Who You Are. They're all remarkable books that I would highly recommend to anyone who wants to run a heart-centered business. She's also written an award-winning blog for over 10 years, The Story of Telling, which is how most people come to know her. I first met Bernadette when I signed up to join the beta testing for the Story Skills Workshop, a program she created with Seth Godin that is available on the Akimbo platform. And I saw firsthand just how much she knows about the art of storytelling. I now have the huge honor of working alongside her as a coach in that workshop. It's work that's so rewarding as I never fail to learn something new. Watching students bring their stories to life is a wonderful feeling. But most impactfully for me, she's shown me what it means to lead with empathy and humility. There's something in the way that she can make students feel truly seen and heard that is such a magical gift. She's famously said, you can't change a mind without winning a heart. And I think it's fair to say that she's been winning hearts across the globe for over a decade now, my own included. Bernadette, thanks so, so much for taking the time out to join me today. And I'm so thrilled to be able to have you here on the podcast to talk about stories and what they mean to you. So tell me, what prompted you to write that first book or blog post? Which one came first? Well, before we say anything else, Kat, I want to say it's just a privilege to call you a friend and a colleague. And I love the work that we get to do together. And I'm thrilled that you're launching this podcast. Couldn't be happier. Oh, that's very kind, very kind. So what was the question? So no, I was just intrigued about the the sort of spark that, you know, where where do you start from? You've, you've ended up with nine best-selling books and a, an amazing award-winning blog, but which came first and what was the impetus to, to get you going? The impetus to get me going was moving to Australia from the UK. Uh, it was just a clean sheet. It was a new start. And our family migrated here 15 years ago from the UK. I'm originally from Ireland. So we've lived in various different places. But Australia is that magical place where you feel like you can do anything. Um, you can have a go, as they say here. So mm. I came across Seth Godin's work in uh, 2007 and it just blew my mind I I read his book Purple Cow and I've been working with small businesses and chatting with people about their businesses and how to connect to their customers because I was obsessed with relationships really and stories and how we connect to each other through stories and and how we build loyalty so those kinds of themes were running around my head I didn't know what I was going to do when I came to Australia. I, my goal was to settle our three sons. My husband came for work and I was just going to figure out my life when I got here. So Seth Godin's book, Reading Purple Cow, was the catalyst for me to step up and say, okay, I'm really interested in this thing. I, I didn't know anything about anything about blogging. I had never written a thing. I was in my 40s. I didn't know I could write. I didn't uh, know how to I, I didn't even I can't, still can't to this day touch type cat so That's I was so amazing when you behind think. the eight ball on everything <laughs> and, it, and it started with reading Seth's blog reading his book and one blog post at a time that's how it began mm. and that's such an important message isn't it it's just 
start and commit to the practice just keep keep going without necessarily knowing or being too too attached to the outcome it's just especially when something is in its infancy you know you you really can't know how it's going to figure out and how it's going to end up well it's just like your podcast cat when you think about it I mean it's nerve-wracking to start something but actually these are the days when you really should be enjoying it or can be enjoying it because you've got nothing you know I had nothing to lose because nobody was nobody was listening to me I was writing to myself I didn't have any readers and uh, it's it's kind of a miracle that I lived in the most isolated city in the world and and yet people started reading my work. Um, I, I got to work with Seth, you know, I, I got to know Seth. I, we got to be friends and colleagues. We got to work together. It's, uh, it's a bizarre story. And it's if you had asked me at the beginning of that process, you know, if you'd shown me where it would lead, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said you're a crazy yeah. person. Yeah. And it's just that idea that you build up to something. So, you know, one door opens and then something happens. And and really at the core of that, a lot of it is just about connection and finding things that mm-hmm. that resonate almost by mistake. You know, you don't set out and say, oh, I know this is going to be popular. Or I know this is going to work. You just keep producing and and then you get to see. And I think that's such a valuable lesson for anyone running a business is that you might have a product or a service that you, this is what you think you're going to create for your ideal customer. But then when you listen to the customer and it's that idea of getting the feedback and, and that's what's so powerful, I think, in the story skills workshop is you are in an environment where you can, you can play and experiment in a safe place with that idea of putting something out there and getting real feedback. But it's actually the feedback that the response from the people that you're putting it out there to that actually gives you the impetus to keep going or to, to yeah, to really see what resonates and, and what lands with them, which is amazing. So we're here to talk about, you know, I can't believe I've got this amazing storyteller who's just she lives and breathes stories and what she doesn't know about storytelling isn't worth knowing and the most fun thing for me is that this podcast is kind of built on stories because i i love listening to stories you know i love hearing stories and so the first story that sprung to mind whenever i'm trying to elicit from people you know just tell me a very simple story it's it's come down to just tell me about a simple act of kindness that's impacted you. And so often that will just trigger something immediately. You know, you don't have to think too hard. You don't have to to try and tell this enormous story. It can be something really, really simple. So I'm intrigued to hear what your simple act of kindness is. Well, this story is interesting, Kat. Because I told it in the story skills beta workshop, I think that we were in together when we were trying and testing um, the new tools that we developed. And I was trying to help people to see that it can be the smallest story that makes the biggest impact. So I thought Mm -hmm. it might be worth retelling it here. I was on an overseas trip. I think I was coming back from New York 
uh, for work. So I was traveling alone and obviously pretty jet lagged. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a 24 hour journey from New York to back to Melbourne. And mm-hmm. I came into the house. It was really quiet. It, everybody, my, my, I live with my youngest son and my husband, uh, who they were both at work and university. And I put my bag down in, in the hall and the first thing I did, being a mother, you'll relate, is I went to the fridge to see if there was any food in there, if people <laughs> had been taking care of themselves while I was away. Yeah, yeah. And I saw this container, this Tupperware container, full of something in the fridge, and I thought, what is that? And I took it out and opened it up, and inside was this perfectly portioned, freshly baked cheesecake and I was jet lagged. I was staring at this thing. I didn't recognize it. It was not one of my recipes. It's not something I'd ever made. It wasn't shop bought. And I just stared at it for a few minutes. And I thought, what is that? And I, it just clicked very slowly that my youngest son had gone out and bought the ingredients for a cheesecake and made the cheesecake from scratch. And he was going to, he portioned it up and was going to share it with his friends and colleagues at university the following day. And I just burst into tears. Yeah, what a beautiful <laughs> because, thing. Because I, I just felt, oh, if, if I've done nothing else in this world, I have, I am a mother to somebody who is, is kind and who cares about people. And incredible. No, that's that, a was, story. that was my story. Yeah, no, and and it is such an interesting thing that it doesn't have to be big earth shattering, life changing stories. It's those small stories about everyday acts of kindness or everyday things that impact you. And yeah, the, the, the message that the meaning that you take from it, which is a piece of cheesecake can suddenly turn into a signal that you've done something right as a mother and that, you know, your kids are going to flourish out there because they've got that instinct to go out and share things. And yeah, just beautiful, just beautiful. And it also, it also spoke to me about what was really deep in my heart around my values, which was you can go to New York, you can stand on a stage, you can publish a book, but what really counts, what really matters to me is, is family and connection and love essentially Mm. that's at Mm. the bottom of it all and you know we have this idea that we need to be striving for something or I think a lot of the time and that we need to you know we're we're I think our importance our value is connected to what we achieve in life and that proved something entirely different to me in that moment which I I was pretty happy about yeah and it's so true because you know you've just come off this amazing business trip and it's all about you know the 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 sort of achieving these goals and and the big outward successes and yet at the heart of it what really matters is that when you do come home there's still the core of your family and they're getting on with stuff and yeah they're thriving that's that's so important and i think that's what comes through if there's a if there's a theme in all of your work and you know as i've i've run a business before and the the thing that is so true is that if you can just learn to love your customers to really appreciate them because they've shown up and supported you then that 
will take you a very, very long way. You know, you, you might need to tweak the product and you might need to think about, you know, where you're going to do your advertising and, but really just embracing those customers, especially early on when you're first starting out can go, you know, that can get you huge ways away into, into running a business without necessarily having to follow a business plan or get too involved with, with this sort of nitty gritty of it. It's just take your customers and really appreciate them, talk to them, connect with them. And before you know it, you know, things will start to grow. Um right behind you with that cat for yeah, sure yeah and that but that's, that's i think that's the message that I, I remember you know reading I, I th the first book of yours that i read was probably difference but everything is just this heart-centered just take your customers it's about radical empathy you don't really need you know marketing is not rocket science <laughs> it's just about listening and engaging and connecting and thanking you know making sure that they feel appreciated and it is that that you know at the heart of it is love which which comes down mm. to making it very simple no it's beautiful uh, yeah i'm a very big believer in loving your customers and 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 loving you know expressing that expressing that to the people that you serve and the people around you every day i i mm. I, I i'm not sure we we do enough of that all the time well it's so true and that's partly why this story comes up for me because you know i think kindness is so it's so easy just a smile in the right place a simple gesture kind words can go an awful long way just seeing people where they are, just asking, you yeah. know, genuinely asking, how are you? Especially if you see somebody who's not looking so, so well, and not just that sort of, hi, how are you, which has become a bit of a, we say it, but we don't really expect a response. And that's what I, I really do feel. I see you lead like that within the workshops. And that's what people respond to, you know, when, when you get, I mean, you've had amazing feedback, but I think it's genuinely because people come in and feel seen and heard and seeing how much goes into that behind the scenes, just making sure that all the details, attention to detail is just really, yeah, constantly being thought about from the point of view of the people going through the workshop. And I just wish that message, I, I think it is getting out there, but it's it's actually not that difficult to, to go above and beyond. And that's what makes the difference between often success and failure in a business. It's so true. I, I think part of it, Kat, is, is showing that you care and pe people just need to, to know that you care. Uh, and that's uh, you. I was going to actually say exactly the same, but you are so good at, at making people feel seen and heard, and understanding that there's somebody who's got their back and somebody who cares for them. And I, I, I take your point that we've created that kind of culture. I think we're we're all a bit soft-hearted, us the, the leadership team in 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 the work that we do, and and that's not a bad thing. 
Mm, mm. Well, it's certainly from a from a work point of view, you know, we, we've often said sometimes it doesn't feel like work because you really are surrounded. It, it, it's it's also because the team itself is very you know supportive and encouraging, and I think when you're in that environment and you're encouraging people to really be brave, it needs that kindness to elicit feeling safe and just that this is all going to be okay we've we've got your back it's fine you'll be fine and yeah it is a it's a it's a real privilege to to see that in action and to see how it works and just to see how people respond to being yeah led down this path of of encouragement and through kindness just at first tell them how much you love everything they're doing. And then if there's a little bit of constructive criticism or, or feedback, bring that on at the end and they're in a place to receive that rather than this kind of hostile, yeah, where people just think, well, I knew this was going to be a disaster. And um, oh. yeah, really, really, it's a really lovely environment. So that brings me on to my second story, which is I see a lot of people you know, especially within the story skills workshop, often the stories they go to are the most challenging moments in their lives. And so I've always been intrigued by stories about challenge, because I think that's where we get, you know, some of our biggest failures can be some of our greatest learning moments. And so I kind of wanted to bring that element into, into the, the podcast, just because it, I think it helps people feel that they're not alone when, mm. if they're feeling like things are going wrong. So tell me about your, your challenge. Well, who hasn't had challenges in their life? Yeah. But my, my challenge and still my, one of my biggest challenges is, well, one is public speaking and, and, and the other was having faith in my own voice. And it's it, that challenge stemmed from I can pinpoint it to an event in my childhood when I was 11 years old turning 12 I was about to start high school and I stood up in what an environment where I did feel safe a, a wonderful primary school in Dublin where where I just loved going to school and I was in my last year there and the teacher asked a question I don't even know what the question was or there was some some I, there was some response from me where I put up my hand and I stood up and I addressed the teacher and she shot me right down and got, gave me the impression that my attitude or the way I'd express myself, there was something wrong with that. There was some, she shamed me in that moment and then went to the head teacher who was a, a nun, it was a convent school, who called my mother in the following day and gave her a dressing down about me and my attitude and told her that if I didn't essentially pull my head in, that I was going to get into trouble, that if I kept speaking up like this in the world, I was not going to get very far in the world. And to give you some context, I'm from a very working class background. My parents didn't have an education. They had to leave school really before they got started in high school. They, they're not confident with their reading and writing. We didn't grow up with books in our house. That didn't mean there weren't stories because, of course, I'm Irish. We're, we're always telling stories. Yeah. But there were no books in the house. And 
my parents really deferred to the, to the teachers to help me to get on in the world, which of course, as every parent does, they they want their their children to succeed and to do better in air quotes than than they've done. So this was a big blow to to my mother. You know, she was and she was telling me giving me the same message: you need to pull your head in, or or you're going to be in trouble. And I carried that message in in my heart for the longest time. And I still don't find it easy to step on a stage, even though I have done the TEDx talk and I have people invite me to come to speak to audiences and I have the privilege of doing that. I still have to get past that, overcome that challenge of speaking up because because of that message that was encoded in my DNA when I was 11. Yeah, and it's, oh, that's, you know, that's such a valuable story because I think there are so many people who had similar experiences for whatever reason, even if it's just something that they told themselves at the time. You know, if one one teacher said to you, you'll never amount to anything, and that can just be the story you you take with you from school which is just so sad you know that's just and I, I I look at that you know I hear that story and I think gosh how many gifts there wouldn't be in the world if you had internalized that for much longer and and not decided well I do have something to say here it's well just... it took me to the age of 40 to start writing yeah. it was the writing that enabled all of the rest of it but it, it took me to the age of 40 to be able to see that something I had to say connected with other people. I didn't mm. understand that. It's different in friendships, but you know, yeah, yeah. I think we all show up as as yeah. you know, good friends, but it's yeah, out in the wider context is. But when you put something into the world, when you do that scary thing and you hit publish, or you stand up and you say something that you believe which is what I did age 11 and that mm. was, that's not well received. Wow. That's a big, it's yeah. a big blow to a human being because we just want to stay safe within our tribe. We, we don't want to be eaten by the saber toothed tiger. And especially at that age, you just want to fit in and not, mm. yeah, not have your parents so hauled into school and have, you know, that's just crazy. And I think and it's, I was leaving the security of this, primary school where I'd been, you know, from four to 11 and going mm. to this new school where I didn't know anybody. So that was another hurdle to get over. Right. I just need to shut up and sit down if I'm going to survive these five years. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. So hard. And yeah, then, and then ultimately, and it's interesting that it was writing. So you can kind of express yourself in a, in a quiet way, but then it still takes courage to to share that. And that's what we see every time we, we release the story skills, you know, there's, yeah, you have to take yourself back to that moment where you have, you, I, we've all been there. I think that's what's so lovely about it, especially the coaching team. We've all been through those programs ourselves. And we've all been on that, why am I here? What am I doing? What did I sign up for this for? And yet once you, you get through that, then you start to to realize that that is the way to connect. That is how we engage, you know, by learning to tell better stories or, yeah, writing that blog. And even if it's just for 
a little group of people in a very small community, the ripple effect, if you can just help people feel connected is huge. And I think that's, yeah, such an important lesson. So amazing. And, and also to hear from someone who on the outside has all this success, that there was still this inner turmoil and challenge. It wasn't just that you are a natural born writer and that things came really easily to you. You know, that I think for so many people, it's, it's not instinctive. You have to really work at it and keep, keep practicing. Amazing. And so that brings us on to my favorite story of all, which, um, I've always been a massive fan of Desert Island Discs and I <laughs> I just love the fact that whenever you're <laughs> out too. with friends, music tends to be, you know, there's always a story around a piece of music will will just light people up or you can name something and everyone goes, oh yeah, that reminds me, oh my goodness. And we all, I think, have music that can take us to special places memories of holidays or memories of people and so that was why I wanted to to sort of build that into this kind of element of storytelling within the podcast so what's the piece of music if you had to choose one well it's very hard but I'm going to choose you uh, two ordinary love and it's the version so let's go back you know that I'm a massive U2 fan. I, I, I feel like... Yeah, U2. absolutely. I was hoping, I was hoping you're going to put U2 on the list. So the reason it's U2 is because I, I as an Irish person uh, growing up in you know, the 70s and 80s, I just, I think U2 gave a generation of people permission to dream that you could come from a small town, a small island, and you could still put something out into the world that would just resonate with people that people could connect to and it would speak to them so that's why it's you too i um i i love them they remind me what's special about my hometown and my country so that's you too so the version of ordinary love that I love the most is the version that they played live on the Jimmy Fallon show. They appeared there in 2014 and you can Google this clip and it's, it, you really have to watch it, but let me explain what happens a little bit. So it starts off with Bono and just singing quietly, He's sitting on a, on a couch into a microphone. He looks lost in his own world. And uh, the edge, who's the, the guitarist, is strumming along. And eventually, over the three minutes, one minute in, the uh, Adam Clayton, the other guitarist, joins in. Then Larry Mullen, the, the, the drummer, joins in with the tambourine. And as the track progresses, you can see how they're connected to each other in their creativity. But the magic happens when they invite the backing band from the show to join in and the audience. So just the energy of people coming together to create something is just visible in that moment. And it's extraordinary. You know, Bono gets up on his feet. You can see that he is taking... Uh, he's getting energy from the audience and that just makes the work better. And it just symbolizes so much to me about how we're better together and how we need each other to create. 
Yeah, we, I knew I could count on you for an amazing story. So I'm just going to make sure that there's a link to that Jimmy Fallon show, which I will be dashing off to watch in the show notes. And yeah, just for me, you 2 is just evocative of that whole era in the 80s. And yeah, it just sums up Ireland and youth for me. And yeah, they are such great storytellers as well. Their songs are all amazing transformational stories really you know you, you get whisked off into into places in your imagination beyond your wildest dreams which is just incredible and so, bono yeah. is a, a an incredible poet uh, if you if you read the lyrics they're very deep and his own personal story he lost his mother when he was a teenager very suddenly and you can just hear the angst and the and the loss and the coming to terms with that his entire life through his lyrics and and i think every 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 lyric he writes is about love it's yeah. all about love yeah so incredible i didn't know that about his story but um yeah. his his mother uh, died i think at her father's funeral I think she just dropped dead at the graveside. I mean, I may be over dramatizing that. She had a a, wow. a brain hemorrhage. Mm. I'm going to put him on my um, maybe one day in my dreams. I'll get him on the podcast <laughs> to tell the story himself. But um, but in the meantime, no, that's an amazing addition to to the playlist. So thank you. And just to end up on, is there you know we're I'm collecting wisdom so. What's the one piece of wisdom that you would like to share, perhaps with that little 11 year old girl who was told to get back in her box or something that you, you, you carry with you now that you've learned along the way? Can I have two, Kat? Yes, you're allowed <laughs> two. You're allowed two. One is from my incredible friend and mentor and colleague, Seth Godin. This is something he wrote and he tells me every time I speak to him and it's this, you don't need more time. You just need to decide. It's just helped me in so many ways over the past decade to create momentum and to have confidence and to understand when I'm stalling and all of those things that we know we do when we're, we're in feeling vulnerable or scared or whatever it is. And what I would say to my 11 year old self is to not be limited by the small dreams other people have for you. As I said, I was from a working class background and the expectations for a working class girl in the 1970s 80s in Ireland and I think around the world are were not not massive you know you there was mm. usually a path you were going to follow that you would your aspiration was you would get married and have children and don't get me wrong that's the most important role in my life and that's what I did want to do I wanted to be a mother more than anything else if I if I couldn't have had children, I'd have been devastated. I don't know what I would have done. My children are the light of my life and most important thing to me. At the same time, I think it's possible for us to, to do that and to do other things. And 
sometimes people put us into boxes because of where we're from or what our sex is or our sexual preferences are, whatever it might be, the color of our skin. And they're other people's limiting beliefs and they don't have to be ours. That's beautiful. And I just, yeah, I just have to say that the the children are very, very lucky to have such a wonderful mum, one who, yeah, devotes herself to motherhood, but also has gone out and just done such beautiful things in the world. So thank you so much, Bernadette. I can't tell you how grateful I am for you for, for coming and um, sharing your stories. It's been wonderful to, to talk to you. And I'm really excited to release this edition, this, this episode and to share it with everyone else. Thanks very much. Thank you, Kat. Uh, I love you lots. You too. You too. Bye now. There you go. I told you she was amazing. And if you're interested in learning a bit more about the Story Skills Workshop, then you can find all the details over at akimbo.com. That's A-K-I-M-B-O.com. And there's a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from. So I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.